It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Tuesday, June 14th, 2016. We have about a dozen vessels on today's Columbia River ship schedule. In our marine weather forecast, we have uh, west winds 10 to 15 knots gusting to 20. And today we'll talk about the Panama Canal Expansion Project. It opens for real this month, and it will double the ship capacity of the canal. Uh, but first, let's take a look at today's Columbia River ship schedule. We have two inbounders, eight in the Astoria anchorage, including one ship uh, that is at the port of Astoria that is from the Rose Festival fleet, and we have three outbounders heading downriver and out to sea. Our first arrival in the river is the ADS Galtasund. She is uh, arriving from Japan, headed for Longview to pick up wheat. She'll uh, pass Astoria around 5.30 a.m., and you may see her in Longview if you're passing that way around 8 a.m. The Morning Crystal is arriving from Vancouver, B.C., headed for the Port of Portland. She has brand new Hondas on board, so she is a car carrier, one of those very high-sided vessels. She'll pass Astoria around 11.30 p.m. and arrive at the Port of Portland by about 5.30 a.m. on Wednesday. In the Astoria Anchorage, we have the Medi Salerno. She's uh, headed for Kalama to pick up corn, soy, or maybe wheat, or maybe some of all three. She'll be leaving the Anchorage around 4 p.m., and that would put her in Kalama around 9 p.m. We have a couple of ships at sea awaiting orders, the London and the Hanton Trader 5. Uh, now, they're waiting outside the entrance to the river in the ocean to come into the river, and uh, when they do um, come in, they'll, have, they'll take pilots on board, and they may stop in the Anchorage or they may pass by. We may hear more about that in tomorrow's ship schedule. We also have uh, four ships that are in the anchorage off the downtown waterfront in Astoria. They're awaiting orders. The CF Diamond, the Crimson Kingdom, the Devon Gate, and the Pan Amber. Eventually, all those ships will also take pilots, river pilots, and head upriver to upriver ports to pick up cargo. And we will see them heading downriver, sitting much lower in the water, by the way. And the USS Champion, a U.S. Navy vessel, is at the port of Astoria. She's awaiting orders She uh, to head out to sea. She is part of the Rose Festival fleet that was in Portland for the weekend. In our outbounders, we have the Federal Crimson leaving Longview. She's a bulk carrier with wheat on board. Heading out around 6 a.m., she'll pass Astoria outbound around 9.30 a.m. The Orient Union is leaving the Vancouver Anchorage with wheat on board at about 4 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 10 p.m. And the Mount Rainier is leaving Longview carrying logs at about 5 p.m. She'll pass Astoria outbound around 8.30 p.m. And a little more about our marine weather forecast. In addition to those 20-knot gusts, we have wind waves from the west, 3 feet high at about 5 seconds apart, and west swells 7 feet high at about 9 seconds between wave crests. Showers are likely, and isolated thunderstorms are also in the forecast. Well, over the past few years on the Ship Report, I've talked with you a number of times about the building of new, bigger locks at the Panama Canal, the Panama Canal Expansion Project. The purpose of this was to allow much bigger ships to pass through the canal. Ships are always getting bigger. Um, they're tr going for what they call economies of scale, of course. You carry more stuff, it costs less, and uh, that's a way to save money. So the Panama Canal had become a bit obsolete in terms of the uh, ships that could get through it, and so this project began um, to make to allow for more capacity in the canal. So now the canal is opening later this month. It's going to allow for much more ship traffic to pass through the Panama Canal and save those bigger ships a lengthy and expensive trip around the southern tip of South America through very dangerous waters. So now the project is finished, and the first ship actually passed through the new locks last week in a trial run. 
Here's a short bit from a story from the gcaptain.com website. A post-Panamax bulk carrier became the first ship to pass through the Panama Canal's new locks last week. The ship's passage was the first in a series of trial runs in preparation for the expanded canal's grand opening later this month. The $5.3 billion expansion project involves the construction of a new set of locks on both the Atlantic and Pacific sides and multiple dredging projects to create a second lane of traffic along the canal. The new locks are much wider and deeper than the current locks. The trial runs will help the Panama Canal workers prepare for the start of commercial operations on June 27th, when the first vessels will begin using the new Neo-Panamax, as they're called, locks on either side of the canal. Unlike the existing locks, which use locomotives, the new locks require the use of two tugboats positioned forward and aft of the ship that's going through, and they help guide it through. By the way, to explain a little more about that, the locomotives were actually trains on tracks on the sides of the canals, and they would run heavy lines, ropes, to those to the ship, and the, the trains would slowly pull the, um, the, the ships through the canal. But now they, they're using... Um, specially designed tugboats, one on forward and aft, and they will um, they were specially designed and built for this purpose, and they will guide the ships through the canal. So um, now for because of this special this change in the way that ships are going through the canal, Panama Canal pilots, they have special Panama Canal pilots who work the canal exclus- exclusively. Uh, and the tugboat captains as, as well have been required to go through extensive training at the canal's own simulator training center and a nearby scale model facility where they work with scale models of ships that are weighted and designed so that they behave like real ships. But uh, since there's nothing like practicing with the real thing, they are doing a few trial runs just to get the hang of it. Now, during the initial stage of operation at the end of the month when the canal does open for real, only four vessels for, per day will be allowed to use those new locks to begin with to allow workers the chance to get used to the new operation. And a little bit more about the Panama Canal overall. When it first opened for business, this canal was an engineering marvel. It's It still is, but especially then. In the 34-year span that began with France's failed attempt to build it and ended with the U.S. completing it in 1914, some 75,000 workers toiled to, to carve out the 50-mile-long channel. In the process, they created an artificial body of water, Gatun Lake, and an earthen dam that at the time was the world's largest. They opened up the Mammoth Calibra Cut, which was a ditch through the Continental Divide that required the removal of about 100 million cubic yards of rock and shale. By the time the work on the canal was complete, some 25,000 people were dead, many of them succumbing to yellow fever, malaria, and other tropical diseases, and that's according to the Panama Canal Authority. The latest construction phase has come with much less tragedy, but its own share of cost overruns and engineering snafus. Leaky locks were one major problem, which delayed the project by two years. Those locks, a set of chambers sealed by 3,200-ton doors that raise and lower water levels, provide access to a wider lane for vessels. The new lanes are 180 feet across compared to the 109 feet in the original locks. Now, many cargo ships squeeze through nowadays with just a couple of feet of clearance on either side. And in the middle of the isthmus, the Canal Authority has also dredged deeper, wider lanes through Gatun Lake, where ships spend much of their inter-oceanic voyage. So this is a big game changer for the shipping industry. And just to explain something um, that may not be obvious, um, a big reason why the Panama Canal's locks are necessary is that there is an 85-foot difference in sea level between those inner lakes because they're passing through a a big piece of land. So those inner lakes that the canal goes through are 85 feet higher 
than the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans on either side. So ships enter the locks, the doors close, they fill with water, a ship that's entering will uh, be lifted 85 feet using water to the height of those central lakes. And on, on the other side, the ships enter the locks again, the doors are closed, the locks empty of water until the ships are lowered to sea level. Uh, and they enter the ocean on the other side. Information in this report came from G Captain, Bloomberg News, and The Guardian. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great day. <laughs>